Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between, welcome to another episode of the Chaps Chat Cats. My name's Jake, and I'm joined in the virtual studio by the one and only Mr. Johnny Larkin. How are you, Johnny? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. It feels, feels odd to be back in the Patreon, uh, not Patreon, the podcast studio after nearly a week, two weeks off. I feel like we've been on a little holiday, but been working the the entire time. Yeah, and that's probably what's led to us uh, not putting out as many episodes as we normally would. There's been a lot of work. We both work in entertainment slash hospitality, so... Christmas, New Year's period isn't exactly time off for us. It just, in fact, it's the busiest time. Oh, right. um, it is. But I the said, good thing is, we're part of the Hoops crew. Yes, part of the Hoops exactly crew. What I was getting into. We still get it's part of the Hoops crew media network. You still get Geelong Cats uh, stuff happening each week, no matter who does it. Sometimes it's us. Sometimes it's either Dan or Paul. That's the beauty of this the Hoops crew. You get get um, Cat's information no matter what. Tell you what, the, the stuff they've been putting out has yeah. been top class. Pretty good. Couldn't agree with you more, Johnny. No, it's been good. There was a great episode um, up on the Hoops crew YouTube. Uh, I can't remember, it was about a week ago, which was asking the what-if question of Gary Ablett Sr. never left Hawthorne. So he never got to the Cattery. That was great. Ben and Paul discussing, yeah. you know, the potential fallouts of that. And, you know, uh, you know, obviously Gary Jr. doesn't end up at the Cats as a father-son. Uh, so good stuff there. They also just had an episode I saw drop uh, the Hoops crew. They were talking about uh, AFL games too long, I believe it is. Yes. So make sure you go on over to the YouTube page check that out join up on the patreon as well the hoops crew on patreon um there's been a lot of the report cards player report cards that paul has been putting up grading player performances from 2023 so that's all exciting stuff uh exciting stuff tonight johnny for us here on the chap chat cats we've got a bit of a classic off-season episode we're going to be getting into the 2024 stonk market a little bit early this isn't, uh, for those of you who have listened to the show for a few years now, you know, every year, generally as part of our season preview or in the week before the season, we do our stonks, buy, sell, hold stonks, uh, which is basically, you know, evaluating players that we think, oh, I'm buying stonks here. I think this player is going to be on the rise. Or it might be, I've already got a bunch of stonks on this player. I'm just going to, I'm not going to up my intake. I'm not going to sell. I'm just going to hold. Or it yeah. could be. Sell, sell, sell. I've got a player that has been great, but feel like they might drop off. Obviously, we don't do too many of those uh, because we're Cats fans and we're totally biased. We don't think anyone's ever going to drop off. But what we're going to do today, Johnny, is just look ahead. We're just discussing the the stonks market, players that might be on the you know on our board when we get to the official stonks episode. So we'll do that, and then we'll duck behind the Patreon curtain and we're going to do our five favorite cats of the 2000 2011 period so no cat eligible that played before 2007 no cat eligible that played after 
2011, or the only played after 2011. So just players who donned the hoops in that time. I think that's going to be a lot of fun as well. So make sure you go and sign up to the Patreon there. But uh, Johnny, I thought we'd start off here. It's the off season, right? It's the off season. It is. It is the off season. Wanted, and I was thinking about the year obviously reflecting on 2023 and things that I've really enjoyed, things I haven't enjoyed. So just on the spot, if you're happy to, yes. just wanted yes. to dive into a little a little extra topic. It doesn't even have to be Ooh. fully related. You haven't warned me what about this. Was No, I know. I want to know, give us like busy, big, biggest successes, biggest letdown of 2023 and like i said it could be anything I, I can start us off if you want with my biggest one at least one of my biggest disappointments and i'm going to go i'll into let you the go movie, with movie. disappointment all right so i'm going to say biggest disappointment for me the teenage mutant ninja turtles movie that came out and this came up in our group chat again the other night i was so hyped for uh teenage mutant ninja turtles teenage secrets mutant of the ooze was that what it's called turtles. or was that Mutant, mutant mayhem. Mutant, mutant mayhem. mayhem. And I was like severely disappointed by it. Now, that's not nothing against anyone who likes it. But to me, I was so hyped going in to watch that movie. And I was so flat coming out of it. I was, I just felt like, I don't know, it's first time. Well, not the first time, but it was a time last year where I was like, well, that one just wasn't made for me. Just didn't didn't yeah. appeal on any level. Look, it wasn't like terrible. It was just what it was. It was inoffensively just meh to me, and I just did. And and that sh that shocked me because in the past, if you're like, "There's a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie coming out," I'm like, "Wow, this is just a home run. I'm going to enjoy it," and really didn't. So yeah. I, that was one of my bigger entertainment disappointments of 2023. What about you, Johnny? Have you got a disappointment? Have you got a success? Oh. I'm going to go with a disappointment. I feel like you get the get the disappointments yeah. out of the way, yeah, quick and early. Let's pop them off. And I was trying to think of one while you were talking about Ninja Turtles movie, mm. and I couldn't really think of one apart from the Ninja Turtles movie. So I also was very so we're doubling down on that, doubling down on that. Very same as you, like going in very keen. Thinking, what are they going to? What are they going to do with the turtles? Are they going to, you know, how are they going to make them interesting for this day and age? And they all just felt too same same. They didn't have that uniqueness about them. That was my biggest disappointment in the whole thing. It was like there was moments where Leonardo was type of kind of a leader, but he never really felt like he was the leader, like he should be, like he was in the past. And they all just felt too similar. And that's the great thing about the Ninja Turtles. Each one is very different. And in their behavior, the way they're portrayed, the way they act, every, everything they do is very different. And they all felt too similar. Yeah, and, and to me, it was like one of those movies I went and watched. And it was just, I thought this, I don't know, I felt like it's going to be so dated within a couple of years, like and particularly 10 years time, like so many pop culture references. That's just like, well, this is just like, I don't know. It just, I don't know. It just didn't sing to me on any level. So uh, yep. that was definitely a big disappointment. A, a, a positive, 
uh, a success for me this year yep. was discovering uh, my love of the sport of biathlon. I only started watching uh, early yeah. 2023, and it's basically become my favorite sport. I think it's amazing. If you haven't watched it before, you should. It's a great combination of incredible like cardiovascular you know, power and stamina as they cross-country ski for like 10 or 15 or 20 kilometers and then slowing down to have to control your heart rate, to control your breathing, to shoot 45 millimeter targets at 50 meter distances uh, in the in the prone shoot. I think it's 115 millimeter targets in the standing shoot. It is, right now, it's my favorite sport over, over all the others. Um, so right. yeah, that was a great success for me in... I like it. Three. What about you? Have a great success in 2023. Uh, I'm just going to say, I feel like oh, the Christmas lunch that I hosted this year felt like a, a great success. Everyone left feeling, I, looking pretty happy, pretty good, and got a few messages back from people saying it was a great time. They enjoyed it and mm. they want me to do it again. And I believe you were one of them. I'll just toot my own horn here. But yeah, I think that no, was absolutely a, a good success. I enjoyed it as absolutely. well. Johnny, there's a picture. I can't remember if I put it up on the chaps Twitter or not, but there's a picture of John absolutely in his element, a glass of red wine, uh, some sort of piece of food in his hand. And a, was it a Star Wars apron? I can't remember. It was an apron with lots of like... It was just an apron with... I don't think it was oh, okay. Star Wars. I can't remember what's on it. I should know. It was made It had a lot of colorful pictures on it. But... And then nothing Oh, more. Jesus Christ. He's <laughs> dumped himself in it here. Um, we'll just edit this bit out, John. We'll edit that bit out. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thank you. <laughs> um, so, uh, or Colin will edit, edit it out. Um, yeah. You know, I agree. It was an exceptional Christmas lunch. And just to add on to this, to 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 skew this chap chapswood, um, we have talked about for a while of Johnny putting together a chaps chat cats footy cookbook. Ben, you've you know you've been a chef about for a it. long time now, John. Yeah, I think we've got some good ideas, and maybe a that'll be something we release. Good ideas. Like, maybe not this year, but maybe next couple. Maybe we could work on it yeah. this year. Um, give us a shout if you would like to see Johnny put out a uh, chaps cookbook. Would probably involve oh. like I don't know meals based around you know footy viewing. You know, based good, around, good I was thinking, like based that. around footy viewing, based on cats players mm -hmm. and sort of like their personalities and what they would mm. tend, to, you know, what they might like, or what they, you know, I like things that outside of their football that they do that could you know, be incorporated into the recipe, into a meal. I like it a lot, John. Give or us just a, basically, or uh, can also chat. just be based on just their appearance as well just going they look like they'll be this type of person who would enjoy this so it'll sort of be like that. love it absolutely love it and if you like that idea you should tweet at us and that might light Definitely. the fire to get us making that chap chat cat cookbook uh, all right let's get into it johnny we are going to take an early look at the 2024 stonk market a look ahead so this is, I'm not asking you to commit to anything here, John. We just got to have a think. Just, it's just a, 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 an evolving discussion, an improvised discussion yep. of like what you're thinking, 
maybe some players that are crossing your radar. Um, yeah, and, and look, I, I'm even going to open it up if you wanted to talk AFLW players, but for me, like that's a ways off. But if there is a that player is a that you think, like feel free. I've thought about it from the men's perspective just because that's the next closest season. Um, yep. But if you've got a far-reaching one, um, yeah, do you have a player in mind or players in mind that, you, that that might be on your Stonks radar in 2024? We should really go into the Stonks floor. We should yeah. go to the Stonks um, floor. The Stonks office. Yeah, all right. Let me just, yeah, um, we'll just go go in the stairs hang up, on. up here, um, get into the Stonks yeah, market. Here we go. Here we go. Um, all right. So, yeah, what, what are you sort of, where are you leaning? Where am I leaning? Oh, it's... Mm. it's if this background works it's a bit of a fancy oh, uh, nice retreat i'm just on a zoom call at this going into the stonks market oh, on the zoom good. call in my uh alpine ensuite <laughs> oh ski lodge alpine. yeah love it <laughs> ski lodge <laughs> um i'm going to talk about players that i think possibly you could either hold on to or possibly think about selling stonks around now because i think their stonks are high and may not get mm -hmm. higher and it's only really okay one player there's only one player that i think you should either hold or possibly move on and that is possibly stewart tom stewart i think oh okay would be very high at the moment still after his great year or he got another all australian i believe um one nakaji greaves mm. quite comfortably so his stonks could be quite high, a good time to sell, or you could hold on and see mm. how the start of the season goes. And if it gets better, you could even make more stonks off him. So I think that's it's a tricky one, but I think his stonks are still mm. holding very well high up. And it's it, it can either go slightly higher or it could come mm. crashing down a little bit depending on what happens. What do you what do you reckon? Like, if, if we have a think about this sort of, um, you know, because stonks, uh, there's so much that the player control can control. There's so much the coaching yes. staff can control, but there's also just other factors. You know, obviously there's, there's injury factors and, and and changing of roles, and I think that's one that I'm interested to get your opinion on. Do you think that something that could maybe even increase Tom Stewart's value would Absolutely. be a move to midfield. Like, Absolutely. how do you see that? Do you see that as a value add or a value decrease if he moves, you know, if he plays more midfield time? I think it depends on how well he goes in that midfield. If he's in the midfield round one and has a really, you know, dominant, dominant game, like getting like 30 or 25 plus disposals, a couple of goals, goal assists, few score involvements and all that then yeah definitely stonks would increase highly but on the other hand if he doesn't do super well like gets below 20 disposals and doesn't impact the scoreboard like we know he could then that could really uh mm. drop his stonks a little bit so i think it's a tricky one with tom stewart i think it could make a fair bit if you sell now but there is a potential mm. to get a lot more later on in the year if it all goes well but it's a, i think that's a big if i think there's more yeah 
a bigger chance of it sliding. I don't think it will slide hugely, mm. but, but the possibility that this game is it'll never get well. better than it is right now. Not really, yeah. unless he has an outstanding mm. like full year in the midfield and dominates every single game. Yeah, I mean it's hard when you're when you're a great player, like to get higher than like, like you've got no room to sort of grow in the, in that sense in terms of stonk value. Um, no, someone someone who's sort of crossed my radar a little bit, I would say, is Mark Blixarves. Yep. Like, I'm a bit worried about Blix from the injury perspective. Like, I know he's been really, like, healthy. Like, all through... Uh, well, you know, from my memory anyway, he's always been, you know, quite available. And maybe someone, you know, another stonk analyst could, could tell me I'm wrong if I am. But I always feel like he's been... Yeah, he's been healthy and available. But I don't know, that injury last year really shook me because he does so much work. Mm. And it's not like he plays a position that, you know, he's under a, a high amount of, like, physical stress all the time. He's in marking contests against big players. He's running, you know, around the wing. He's at center bounces. He's in the ruck contest. You know, like, it's not like he is a total spring chicken. And, obviously, I want to say that, uh, you know, he's just going to keep on keeping on. But I would say... I'm a little worried about that, I suppose. I don't know about you. Like, have you got any concerns about, like, Blixarves or even any other players in terms of, like, their physical health? It's not about them being able to produce on field um, in terms of their form, but it's more like, is is Father Time just going to end up catching up with a few guys from a health and fitness perspective? What are your thoughts there? Possibly. Possibly. but um, And hopefully... Hopefully not, but yeah, I agree with you there. It is, it is one of those injuries that was a bit of a a damning mm. one as well. It really, Kurt Rowd his season, and he struggled to get back mm. onto the pitch through the injury and get back to his you know best. But I think alongside this long off season that the, the whole team is getting, I think that could also be a really beneficial game for all of them just to sort out these injuries, sort out the bodies to make sure they're fully fit room to go around one and if they're not then there's a lot of other players who are waiting in the wings to have a go so yeah, I think mm. I think the challenge for Blixavs is there to get make sure he's fit for a round one but I also think the competition mm. is around that he would be doing his absolute best to make sure that he gets picked round one. And I you know, I think he will. But it's just, yeah, is he going to be able to perform at the same level? Well, for me, for me with Blix, it's just like, is he going to be a... Va- like, just... Uh, I know it sounds silly, but this is... Like, again, this isn't... We're not nailing our colours to the mast on any of these picks. It's more just what's going on in our head. Like... I just went and had a look. That was the fewest games he's played in a season in his entire career at Geelong. He played 19 matches Ooh. in 2023. And obviously, from my memory, once he was injured, he didn't come back. It was a season ender against Frio. Um, 
It was, yeah. Fremantle, he got injured yeah, and then didn't play against Port, didn't play against Collingwood yet. So it's a season ender. If you go back and look at his career, debuted in 2013 and every year since, 22 games, 23 games, 21, 24, 20, 23, 25, 21, 24, 24. So 2021 and 2022, he'd been exceptionally available. He played every game. Um, yeah, it does make me a bit scared, sort of bit, I guess. I feel like he'll be a bit of a He's wait and see. Because yeah. it could be one of those ones that it could buy... I reckon you could pick up a few stonks fairly cheap for Blixabs at the moment and see how that goes. Don't buy too many, just you know, buy a few. And it's sort of like a, a wait and see, I reckon. A wait and see and see how Capitalize. Capitalise early. Capitalise when people like me are a bit scared. Absolutely. Because I think his yeah. stonks could be plummeting. Or could be going down. I don't want to say plummeting, but could be going down a little bit. So now might be the time to grab a few sneaky stonks on Blitz. Because mm. I, you know, I know think he could turn it around. It, yeah. And just to clarify before anyone like worries that I'm hating on him, although it's, it's totally to me about not like aging or like he's only 32 like he's younger than me um yeah. like i'm not saying he's <laughs> losing his his like quality or ability it's just like he plays so much and we ask so much of him physically it's not a simple role i just i'd hate to see his career end in a in a in, a, in physical breakdown and i look yeah. that might not happen we might not be close to that happening, but I don't know just something about that injury really like I don't know just scared me and made me feel a bit sick of like, oh god, don't tell me like, I don't know I just love watching Blixarves. I would hate to think that that injury, which seemed like somewhat anomalous for his career, um, was the start of of the end or anything like that because he's yeah he's he's just magic to watch. But what about you, Johnny? What are some others? Have you got anyone that you're looking? Any sneaky like buys that maybe people are undervaluing sneaky right now? Maybe they maybe their stonks went down in twenty twenty three. You know, definitely, a cat I'll... that didn't have as an exception. All right, go for it. Definitely, definitely. One, I think you should definitely buy stonks in that didn't have his best year. And if the rumors are true about Stewart going into the midfield, I think yeah, buying in SDK now after his year where it was a disappointing year. And I think he would say that as well. His stonks would have dropped fairly greatly. So I think now is the time to buy up while it's cheap, while it's low, and see it rise up because I think he could be in for another big year because I think all players would be looking back over the last year going, yeah, there's a lot of times where it's just a disappointing few efforts here and there. And we know what he can do. We all know what SDK is capable of and if he's the main man down there without Stuart then he's going to have to really step up and I reckon he could and I reckon his stocks could skyrocket so buy SDK whenever you can like right away mm. you know I, I agree like he had such a hot sort of um, 2022 that it was always it was a bit like the whole cat season in a way like it was yeah. always going to be so hard to repeat what they'd just done um no i agree there one one i think 
uh, that I like to Brad Close. I think people yep. were pretty down on his 2023. Um, you know, did average. I'm just trying to see what his averages were. 13.2 disposals. So again, he had a really hot 2022. He had, you know, average 15.8 disposals in 2022. That dropped to 13.2 last year. He kicked 26 goals in 2022, only kicked 21. But then you, you have to factor in too, like played less games too. Like they only played 21 yeah. games having missed finals last year. But I, I do think that you probably would look at it a little and go, there were some games where where he maybe didn't feature as well or as heavily as he might have wished. I think he had a really good game um, in the win over Melbourne down at Cadinia Park. He had 24 touches in that game and I thought was really a valuable contributor in that win. Obviously kicked four goals in the romp over West Coast. But I think in terms of his most impactful games, I do think that game against Melbourne in round 15 was one of those. Um, I think he had a really good game against Hawthorne on Easter Monday, 17 touches, two goals. Uh, the game against Melbourne too, 24 touches, four tackles, and won four free kicks. Didn't give away any free kicks. So he was pretty important there. Um, and I think he's one that's probably, his values probably slipped a little bit. So, yeah. you know, if you hear people saying, oh, yeah, Brad Close is no good. Didn't you see his last year? He's, you know, he's satisfied. He was this, that. I reckon now's the time to tell those people, you don't know what you're talking about, um, and I'm buying. I, I, I'm going to yeah. be considering buying some some Brad Close stonks. Um, what about the youngsters, Johnny? Youngsters. Any from like the, yeah, like any from either last year's rookie selections, you know, like your Ted Closes, your Jai Clarks. Um, yes. You know, that sort of batch or anyone from the new, the new draftees, where, what are you looking at? I'm looking at Sean Mannon. Definitely by in Sean Mannon. And I think if anyone who watched the VFL or kept an eye on the VFL like yourself, Jake, would know what a uh, great player he is, what he's capable of. And he's also said in many interviews that he's looking to play round one. He wants to play round one. So he's driven. He's prepared to put in the hard work, prepared to put in the hard yards to get himself available for round one. And if he gets it, I think he's going to grab it with both hands and not let go. And Iris say bye, Sean Mannon, and bye big time, because the little bit I've saw, seen of his VFL career has been pretty sensational. And it, he looks like a really good fit for the Cats. Looks like what we need at this time after losing Selwood. He's the player that we need to Here's be that connector. Here's, here's the stats for you. I'll run through his 2023 disposal counts for Werribee. 31, 40, 24, and 12. But keep in mind, he kicked three goals, one in the game where he had 12 touches. Uh, 31 disposals, 21, 29, and two goals. 27, 25, 29, and two goals. 28, and three goals. 25 touches and seven goals, one against Sandringham. 28 touches and two goals. 21, 24 and three goals, 24, 15, 29 and two goals, 13 and a goal, 19 and a goal, 27 and six goals, two in the grand final against the Gold Coast. So, you know, he, well, I'm just looking back through, he had two games, maybe three games 
uh, you know, three or four games last year mm. where he didn't hit the scoreboard. Um, and he's almost exclusively having 20 plus disposal games, if not higher, so many of 25 plus. So same with the tackles, you know, he's just bringing an immense amount of pressure. He's kind of a complete player in that sense. Um, I mean, he's and good defender. Ready to go. Good winning the ball. Yeah, 100%. I love that one, Johnny. I think I don't think you can buy too much stonks uh, on Sean Manor. No, definitely not. Um, I'm going to go with, like, a player I'm thinking about for this year is, as weird as it sounds, like, I'd, I'd possibly even buy a little Tom Hawkins. I was thinking about because say, everyone's kind of out on him, Hawkins. you know. Like, I was, yeah. was going to say, if you have Hawkins, hold on to them. Hold on to your Stonks mm. and Hawkins. Don't sell. Definitely don't sell. Yeah, because he, you know, like it, it was sort of like, oh, you know, he's on his last legs kind of thing, and he didn't play that well. And you know, it's true he missed some time, but he kicked forty nine goals. <laughs> he kicked forty nine goals in twenty games last season. Um, you know, multiple games of like four or more, you know, kicked five against Sydney in that week, kicked eight against Essendon, five in another win over Essendon. Um, I, you know, I think, I think he's still got a lot to offer. I think anyone who's saying he's cooked probably, you know, was looking at that first month where he really didn't look himself. uh, and, And then probably was looking at his last month where I think, you know, he was, well, he was carrying injury, ended up missing three of the last four games. And our midfield nice. by that time of the year was was totally cooked. They, they yeah. really got the better of us. Um, so there wasn't the supply either. So I think if you look at the middle part of the season, when our midfield was really winning the ball uh, and we were together, you can see what Hawkins still has to offer. I think if you're only looking at the bookends of the season, you're probably getting a skewed view of what he is. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're basing his production on him not being healthy. And, you know, that's a fair argument to say that, well, he was, you know, had injuries at the start and end of the season. Is that going to be something that plagues him next year? Possibly. Um, But I don't think I'd be loath to judge him based on the performance of our midfield either, who, you know, really did get towed up a bit to start and end the season. Um, Yeah. Any others, Definitely. Johnny? A buy, a sell, a hold? Um, I'll just say the same about Jeremy Cameron. Hold on, Jeremy Cameron. Don't Bruce. sell. I think mm. I think a few people probably quickly sold on him during the season when he started not being able to play, but he was carrying an injury through half, basically half a season and went straight into surgery. And like Hawkins, mm. he's going to come off a long off-season and he's only going to be fan- get better. Like he had a fantastic like this year, like last year, he was looking career best, like career best year. Mm. Talk uh, Brownlow medalist, gonna be in another grand final, being the um, All Australian, be captain of All Australian. He was looking hot, and then got injured and had really struggled, like lots of trouble, struggles, which is fair. Mm. So, if you did sell, buy those dogs back and hold. Because it's he's he's a great player and he's not going to just go fall off the cliff. He's just not going to fall yeah. off the cliff that quickly. That's kind of crazy. So 
hold on Jeremy Cameron. Don't sell. And if you did, you were going to regret it. How, how quickly people forget, Johnny. He kicked seven goals four against the reigning premiers three weeks before the end yeah. of the season. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. While know. he was what injured. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. One of them from the car park. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, just wanna, I, I just want to probably... I want to add... I would like to okay. add... Yeah, go for it. You got another one? No, no, you go. I was just going to say, I've got one more after you. All right. All right. I've got a couple left. So maybe I'll do one, you do one, then I'll, I'll throw out my last one. Sounds uh, cool. I'll go... I'll keep this to the men's because... So I'll just keep it to one, but I'll keep it to the men's. Um because I think we can do another one of these for the women's season, you know, when it's closer and we've got a better idea of what's going on there. But I am going to say buy a little, buy a little, buy a little on Cam Guthrie. Yes. Doesn't have, doesn't have to be a heap. You just sprinkle a little that way. I, I think, you know, I think it's worth being a little concerned about Cam Guthrie and his injury stuff. Um, you know, there's, there's been other seasons, maybe. Uh, going back to 2018, you know, he only played 13 games there. I'm assuming that was injury, if I remember correctly, that kept him to just 13 matches. But six games last year, I think I would buy a little Cam Guthrie because... I just think he's going to get back to that, like, you know, averaging 23 touches, say, and that would be so valuable for us. Like, I just don't think we had that player. I mean, that player was Tom Stewart, was our leading disposal um, getter in terms of the average disposals he won. So I'm I'm saying buy a little Cam Guthrie. I've seen some footage of him in the practice matches, you know, in training, and he's, you know, dropping brilliant kicks off the left, off the right looks in good shape, looks in you know good form and fitness. So he's a player that maybe gets forgotten about, a pretty crucial cog that was forgotten about, um, and he missed most of last season. So I'm saying I'm going to be leaning towards buying some some Cam Guthrie once we get into the, the stonk market officially. When the, when the market opens the week yep. before the season, I'm thinking – uh, I'll be watching the, the the training news though. I want to see if there's any lingering issues over the the foot injury or anything like that. So if that happens, maybe I'll stay away. But if that doesn't happen, if all reports are good, I'll I'll definitely be buying some some Cam Guthrie. What's your last one, Johnny? My last one. Um, I'm going with by Ollie Henry. He had a good year last year. Yeah. In his first year in the hoops. Back up and. Mm. He's only going to get better with his marking. His goal kicking was pretty fantastic. was exceptional, apart from a few mm. hiccups here and there, which, you know, nine out, of ten, nine out of ten times, he'll kick a lot of the goals he missed. But he still, what, kicked, I think, 41 goals in his first season at the Cats. Yeah. So, had a very ex- exceptional first year. So, definitely buy, get ready to buy Oliver Henry when the market opens up because he could have another really good year. I reckon, and especially if Hawkins yeah. and Cameron 
aren't fully fit, mm. which I think they will be. But he's still got lots of room to grow. And as Cameron and Hawkins do start to, you know, leave the game and get ready for retirement, Oliver Henry is only going to mm. take up more and more of that forward line and become more of, a, more of that spearhead that the Cats are needing. I think too, like, I'd, I'd advise like buy up whether Hawkins and, and Cameron are in form and fitness or not, because oh, yeah, even if they are, sometimes that third forward is the one who reaps the benefits kind of thing of the best defenders being dragged over to Cameron or Hawkins or whatever. I think. That's, that's yeah, just I say you're pretty excited. You're a forward named Oliver, Oliver Henry, and you got Jeremy Cameron and Tom Hawkins beside you, and another one called Gary Rowan. Yes, Gary Wong's mm. not as feared as the rest. But if you still mm. let Gary Rowan and Oliver Henry run around that forward line, they're still going to kick a bag and quite easily. So, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, couldn't agree more. Um, I had a potential sell, but I'm not going to go with it. I don't want to end on a negative. don't want to end on a negative. So I'll just no. I'll just filter in one last posit- positive. Johnny, and that is I would be thinking, and again, it's a bit of a danger with the injury, you know, possibility and that sort of thing, and and the bigger men, um, you know, are a little riskier, stonks propositions because of the injury possibilities, but go and add yourself a little Toby Conway to that stonks portfolio because I watched him run around a bit in the VFL last year and obviously got to make his debut at AFL level. Um, in the last game or so, go and get yourself a little bit of Toby Conway because his ruck work in the VFL was just too good for the level. So, and I thought you even saw like his class and quality in the ruck shining through in his first game against the Dogs. You know, they had to make a switch in the end. Um, mm. You know, what they do? They switched lob English into the out. ruck. I think yeah, got lob in there. Yeah, yeah. So like that's massive for Conway's first game to force a change in the ruck. Um, and yeah, I'd, I'd buy some Toby Conway stonks there. All right, going to get out of the stonks office now. Going to just go, going to get a wash get work there. off, you know? Yeah, got to wash work off and just get back home. Um, uh, thanks for coming into the uh, stonks office with me, Johnny. No worries. Appreciate it. it. Was, I'm back in uh, my normal house now. Quick flight. Back that's home. right. <laughs> yeah, those speedy jets. Johnny. It's the lifestyle. Stonks it analysts. Yeah. People say the Concord got discontinued, but it was just left for us, for the chaps and the hoops crew. Absolutely. Um, all right. Let's jump in to the Patreon segment. That's what we're on to now. So if you'd like to hear us talk about our favorite five cats of the 2007 to 2011 era, Go on over to the Hoops Crew Patreon channel and subscribe. Um, to do that, you get access, early access to different bits and pieces. You get extended versions of shows. Go on over, check it out. There's hundreds of bits and pieces on there. So go on, have a look there, sign up, um, and we'll love you having your company and support there in 2024. But until next time, go Cats. Go Cats. Go Cats.